Hello, everybody. This is David Chaviano with the second episode of the SAP Learning Insights Podcast. Uh, today with me, I have uh, Stefanos Bugas, who will be discussing uh, SAP finance with us. So he's our resident uh, expert on anything to do with SAP finance on the platform, our learning room lead. But I will not steal his thunder. Um, Stefanos, can you introduce yourself and maybe give a bit of your origin story? Thank you, David. Yeah, I'm not an expert for all things finance, as finance is pretty huge, but uh, <laughs> thanks for building that up for me. So I'm, as, as you mentioned, uh, my official title here at SAP is uh, Learning Architect. So my primary focus when working here is uh, building the, or helping design and build content for our financial portfolio of courses, including financial accounting and management accounting, mostly uh, those core topics. And I also help out and uh, moderate the learning room. I've been doing it since the very beginning, since we've had learning rooms. I've been a very large proponent of uh, having these learning rooms and helping out learners in our uh, offline mode uh, with uh, questions and answers and other topics that might come up, offering some additional information through the learning rooms and so on. Uh, I've been with SAP about almost 10 years now, quite incredibly. And uh, I've also been in Germany since I've joined SAP almost 10 years ago, although my language skills haven't followed my, my SAP career too closely. <laughs> I feel your pain. Due to the very, yeah, yeah, unfortunately. So, yeah, and uh, that's it for, for my side on who I am and what I do at SAP. Um, are you classically trained in accounting or finance, or did you sort of uh, fall into that role over time when you joined SAP? Yeah, so I have my undergraduate studies in accounting and finance. This was due to family background mostly, <laughs> where mm -hmm. uh, my father was also very business studies and uh, profession oriented. And so I had that as a, an example. So like a lot of people, I went into the, the family business, although <laughs> there was no family business. But I was... Uh, absorbed more from the IT standpoint. I've had and been uh, working with computers since a very small kid. And so that was always more a focus than the, the pure accounting side of things. I was horrible at accounting in uh, my undergraduate studies. So if that's any consolation for people, uh, <laughs> I'm glad to provide it. <laughs> uh, I did like more the finance topics, though, which was more the, in SAP, we would call treasury management. Uh, but weirdly, I haven't done much treasury management in SAP, but uh, focused more on the accounting side of things. Yeah. Okay. So so just, just to stay on the line of classical training, uh, for those out there who would be interested in uh, pursuing finance uh, in the SAP realm, would your general recommendation be that they have a baseline finance background before going into the SAP side of things, or could they just start from scratch from basically nothing? Um, it is better to have some understanding of basic terms of financial accounting or management accounting, depending on which way you want to go there. Uh, most people start with financial accounting, so it does help to know what a balance sheet is, what a debit and a credit is. You know, I studied it and I had four years of university and I wouldn't say at all that that's required. There are many resources now that people can access online 
free resources, even YouTube videos, uh, Investopedia, and, and other sites that provide a very thorough go-over for basic finance terms that will uh, allow you to gain more from your learning experience with the SAP-specific education part. Because we assume in our courses, this baseline is there. So if you're struggling with some of the terms, it probably won't help you progress as fast, and things might seem even more difficult than they are starting the track to become a, a finance uh, professional uh, with SAP. Yeah, so I, I would definitely say, you know, if you're before going to university and thinking of which way to go, and you've heard about SAP and finance and all that, mm, I wouldn't necessarily base my whole uh, study on going towards uh, a finance background and, and getting a finance uh, education. But if you're done with university or halfway through and so on, and you want to start preparing to learn SAP and so on, definitely before you start, you can find resources to help you with uh, with understanding the, the basic terms. Okay. Sounds good. Um, you mentioned your learning room on SAP Learning Hub. Would you be able to just go over a few of the key topics and things that people can use this learning room for um, when they begin studying uh, finance? Sure. So the finance learning room is not focused on, on a single learning journey. It has, uh, as, as finance as a topic w within the SAP ecosystem is quite a large topic. Uh, we wanted to create a space to cover all of these, uh, let's say, finance topics without having people search too much for the specific room of the subtopic that they're interested in. So we created the room to cover all of the finance topics. Most people starting out with SAP finance are interested in the financial accounting track for learning. That is definitely the most popular uh, learning journey and certification that we do cover. And a lot of the questions in the room also originate from uh, questions around financial accounting. In, in addition, we also support the management accounting track. And uh, management accounting is a little more uh, specialized, maybe. There aren't as many management accounting consultants as financial accounting consultants, but definitely it's also a very important track. And of course, not only for people who want to just do management accounting. A lot of the, the courses and a lot of the questions that might come up in the learning room are also based on management accounting. Because of the integration of the system, a lot of the components interact. So even if you're interested in financial accounting, you should know uh, some basics on management accounting and so on as well. Mm -hmm. And then we have another track, which is very important since we released SAPS for HANA, which is for all of the SAP ERP financial experts, people with uh, 10, 15, 20 years of background with SAP that want to understand the delta of what they know as SAP finance in the SAP ERP world and how it's changed and transformed in SAPS for HANA. And we have a track there for those people to join and uh, understand the changes for financial accounting, management accounting, and also how to convert an existing ERP system to an SAPS for HANA system. Um, this is known as a brownfield 
installation. So you go from an existing SAP ERP system and upgrade it to SAP S4HANA without a new deployment of the system. And then we have other very important topics that we also cover. Uh, I'd like to mention the central finance topic. Central finance is hugely important for adopting and ad market adoption of SAP S4HANA as it essentially puts an SAP S4HANA system in the middle to orchestrate your financial operations and all of your legacy systems, ERP, other uh, non-SAP systems integrate with the central SAP S4HANA system. And there are a lot of intricacies and a lot of functionalities there that are important to understand and be able to uh, manage when uh, talking about a central finance project. So we have uh, a very good track uh, there also for learning, but also a separate section in our learning room that is just for central finance with uh, a lot of experts there that have uh, also consulting experience with implementations and can really help people uh, get up to speed on how to implement central finance. And uh, there's also another certification track. Our last certification track uh, for S4HANA is the Treasury Management uh, Learning Journey. And uh, this includes cash management and treasury management. And that's also maybe more of a niche topic, but it's grown in importance with SAP S4HANA as the solution is renewed. And I'd say it's it's more... Uh, easy to use and to understand. And uh, we've had a lot of people interested in, in that topic as well. And uh, then the final two sections that we do also have uh, and support in the uh, finance learning room uh, on the SAP S4HANA side are closing and consolidation. And um, this concerns two solutions, more or less. The group reporting uh, solution and the advanced financial close solution. And these are both new solutions, two, three years old, maybe financial closing, advanced financial closing is, uh, they, they both base on earlier developments and other products, but they're rebranded and have uh, new functionality, new architectures. So also very important. And we do plan to create a, a learning badge for this financial closing and consolidation topic very soon, so that even though we don't offer a certification, you can show that you are uh, an expert in these topics, uh, because we know that people, customers, and also consultants like to to hire and to show their expertise in a topic. So, so we're trying to cover those. And the, the final topic with an S4HANA flavor is the real estate learning journey. And uh, here we do have a couple badges or a badge for uh, real estate management already in place, uh, which you can uh, achieve and pass by the teachings in this uh, learning journey. And then maybe less important, and I won't go into detail about them because I've already <laughs> talked a lot on the, the topic of, of what the learning journey covers, the learning room, excuse me, covers is uh, the two, uh, the SAP ERP academies and fine, uh, we, we cover all of the traditional, let's say, SAP ERP courses for financial accounting, management accounting, uh, receivables management, treasury management, real estate management, and so on. So if you are a learner 
that, for example, works as, at a client that, that uses SAP RP still, these are still topics that might be interesting for you. And, and we do, of course, uh, support those as well with answering questions on, on those specific solutions as well. The only, let's say, finance-related uh, solution that we don't directly cover, not that we'll, we'd turn down a question directly when asked, is the uh, SAP S4HANA cloud finance solutions. And that's only because we have a separate learning room for SAP S4HANA cloud, uh, which covers all of the lines of business. So it's probably better to go directly to that room and ask your questions. But again, especially as the solutions converge and the differences are smaller and smaller between the on-premise world and the cloud world, there's less of a, a separation there for where to ask what. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the basic finance topics that we do cover in the learning room that I help support with my colleagues. That's quite the itinerary of topics. So, so how many colleagues are, are in the room supporting you? Well, the main people are uh, myself, and I usually cover the core finance and uh, cost accounting uh, topics. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my fellow learning architect, Bernhard Sternegger, he's uh, supporting more the treasury management topics. And uh, then we have Malik, who is our uh, resident central finance expert for, and he also organizes some live sessions for central finance and so on, bringing uh, market expertise into the room. So those are the three main people, but I have access. <laughs> and one of the good things at working at SAP is that you have a network of people who are, uh, of course, absolute experts on every topic in the end. So I I use that network to bring in opinions and, and answers from product development, from uh, other trainers, and so on. So even though the three of us are the main people showing themselves in the room, a lot of times the, the answers are coming direct from uh, a higher authority, let's call it. <laughs> okay. um, so it takes a village to support such a, a large, expansive room, you know. So thankfully, we, we are a pretty large village here at SAP. So. Good, good, good to hear that you have some help. Um, I'm also working quite a bit with student enablement topics. And uh, one of the t- topics that's near and dear to me is getting students introduced to SAP, getting them introduced to SAP Learning Hub, and uh, maybe putting them on a learning track and attempting certification. And um, based on what I've heard from that learning room, uh, I can imagine it might be a bit intimidating to a, a brand new student who's not familiar at all to SAP. So do you think a student who is in the middle of their studies should and would be able to uh, attempt a certification in this field? And if so, um, what would be the recommended track from your perspective for a brand new uh, student who probably maybe has some already accounting and finance background who's who's on that study track, but maybe needs some direction in terms of uh, where to go within the SAP ecosystem? Yeah, so th- this is one of the FAQs of the room, you know. I joined the room and I joined the learning hub and I am completely overwhelmed. And yeah, rightfully so, because I mean, one of the main challenges we have both in finance and and as SAP learning and and so on, helping people uh, start out. And so this is a, a common question. And there's there's 
two parts to the question. One, as a student, should I even consider trying to get certified? And, and the answer is yes. I mean, it's not maybe the ideal uh, thing. It's like kind of doing a MBA before having work experience. You know, you can do it. Mm -hmm. It's work. But if you're dedicated and, and you put in the work, you can be certified in a finance topic. Yeah, I mean, it's in the end, it's studying and you're a student already. So you're quite familiar with studying and exams and so on. So you have that going for you. As a step in a business and starting a career, it is probably a good uh, option. Uh, on the other hand, we design the tests and also the material, to be honest, uh, kind of for the people who have or are in parallel going to projects and starting uh, actual work experience. So that means that it might be more of a challenge to achieve a certification as a student in parallel with your studies and not more in a hands-on. Uh, it's kind of the, you know, the catch-22 beginning of your career where everybody is asking for experience and you can't build up experience and nobody's hiring you because you don't yet have experience. And so, <laughs> and so there's no, no real solution. So definitely, if you're decided to try to start a career with, with SAP, definitely it won't hurt to try for the certification. You know, if nothing else, you'll gain knowledge and uh, experience, and it will help you either solidify or change your decision for your career uh, <laughs> also. And the, the second part of the question was, what in finance should I go after as an undergrad or, or as somebody who hasn't finished studying? And there's two basic tracks uh, and learning journeys that we offer that I would say that, that somebody starting out should check. And uh, the most obvious one is the financial accounting track with SAP S4HANA. Here we go over the very core concepts and you learn how to customize the general ledger and accounts payable, accounts receivable, asset accounting, and also understand the financial closing process. And these are very core. There is no SAP S4HANA implementation worldwide where these skills are not needed. Yeah. So for this reason, it is a very popular learning journey. For this reason, it is a very uh, populous pool of consultants already uh, having this knowledge. But I don't think in the next years, uh, demand will lessen. So for sure, that, that would be my uh, initial proposal. And then if you want to go something with something a little different, you could check uh, the management accounting track, which is also a lot of times a more, let's say, call it beginner track, where you'll go into understanding the uh, controlling aspects of cost center accounting and profit center accounting, and um, then going into the product costing side of things with product cost planning and cost object controlling, and uh, also understanding the profitability analysis. And there, it's uh, I'm actually certified as a management accounting consultant. So that's where 
I did my more formal training actually when I started out. So it doesn't mean that when you start with one, you won't be able to learn the other. And that's one of the huge advantages of something like the learning hub, right? You, you're you not limited. If you, if you find something of interest, you can change focus and, and go after something else. And you, you can do both if you have the time for it. So yeah, those are my two proposals. Okay. Yeah. And one thing I like to stress um, for every learner is that they're not learning alone. So they're not alone on that learning journey, going through e-learnings and e-books. Um, they also have the learning room uh, that they can always enter and ask questions. And uh, experts like yourself will be there to to help them out. You mentioned in your previous response that that situation, uh, especially for students who are, go into the job market and they're applying for jobs that require experience, but of course, they don't have experience yet. That sort of segues into the topic of uh, SAP Learning Systems, or also known as, or previously known as uh, SAP Live Access, uh, where users can get hands-on experience on a, a live system and experiment on there in a safe environment without breaking any uh, breaking anything and destroying business processes and uh, while learning. Is your learning room also available to support people who are on an SAP learning system who might have a question sort of in the practical application of, of, of their knowledge on the system itself? Sure. So first of all, there's uh, a, a level of support offered as a first level support. And a lot of times the, the questions asked in that line of first level support uh, within the learning system comes back to us, basically, to me, and I can I can help through that channel. But also, as you mentioned, just popping a question in the learning room is a great way to get uh, help and support for, for anything like that. You can do a, a screen grab of the system and show me where you're having problem. You can describe it with a screenshot. You can just write out what problem you're having and will definitely support you for, for the full scope of finance courses. So currently, I'm pretty sure all of our S4HANA courses have what you called as live access support. So all of our courses can be trained hands-on with the exercises that you would perform also in, a, in an actual face-to-face classroom training or even a virtual classroom training. You can do all of those by yourself in a, in a training environment, as you said. And as you also mentioned, you can do your practice without worrying about breaking a, a development system that is then costly to bring back, even if you're working for one of our partners that has, you know, uh, sandbox systems or, or development systems and so on. Uh, there might be things that are restricted and off limits. But if you follow the exercises in our course, I'm confident that there are very few scenarios that anybody, you know, on a uh, kind of Pareto 2080 level would be interested in and is not covered in our trainings. So we do cover a very large portion of the customizing available for finance topics. And um, you can find uh, the training and the system that you need to practice in. And uh, as you said, you gain the unbelievable, in my opinion, uh, value offer of having people that can support you in that journey. Many don't really utilize the full offering here because there really is very few offerings, I think, in the, the business world where you have basically 
the, the level of support that we offer uh, through the learning rooms for helping you on your learning journey. Yeah, so uh, I would definitely recommend for learners and especially, you know, university students and so on, there are different backgrounds and so people might be hesitant to ask questions and show quote unquote potential weakness or uh, not being knowledgeable, but that's secondary. You cannot learn without asking questions. And there is nobody that goes through any of our material and understands 100% of the content. And even I would probably have to take double and triple takes on some of the content. It's, it's just too broad and sometimes too specialized to to say that you have a full grasp of everything. So don't don't hesitate. It's really uh, important for me that you really understand what you're studying. And uh, if you're putting in the time, it makes sense to to gain the most that you can from this experience and utilizing the learning room will help you in that. So definitely both live access and the learning rooms are of incredible importance, I think. Yeah. And and maybe not just to achieve the certification. Many people are certified uh, without much interaction in the learning rooms and without going through our exercises in live access. So don't think that uh, it's the only way to get a certification. It's definitely not. But when applying that knowledge later in your career, hopefully, I think both the, the live access component and having that clarification through the communication with uh, the learning room moderators uh, will help a lot. So that's, that's, again, my recommendation there. Okay. So an important message to our shy learners out there who are scared to uh, do some damage in, in the live systems or ask a question, don't be scared. Just go in head first. Uh, you'll be fine. And you'll learn a lot more because of it. Um, exactly. I mean, this is the internet. It's it's introverts paradise, right? You don't even have to show show your face. <laughs> it's, it's, it's great. Indeed. Um, uh, so I think the majority of our listeners are actually already uh, professionals or, or, or fairly ingrained in the SAP ecosystem. So maybe they're tired of hearing me um, harp on and on about students. Um, so maybe a topic that's um, probably more near and dear to their hearts, uh, staying current and, and, and Delta certifications are you able to help our professionals stay up to date um, and if so what resources can you provide for those um, professionals who are already basically certified and want to make sure they don't fall behind yeah i mean uh we have now uh with the saps for hana cloud especially a preview of staying current and what's coming for our on-premise systems uh with a quarterly release so if people really want to stay on top of things in the world of finance and SAP, really just following the the SAP S4 HANA cloud learning journey and the stay current there will give a, a very thorough overview and understanding of what's coming up with a potentially what's coming up with the next release because not all of the cloud development gets folded into the on-premise, but I'd say 80% is. And if it's not in the next release, it's in the release after that. So even then, it's useful to know what's coming. And potentially, that would uh, change your mind on upgrading now or later if, if you can't upgrade every year. Okay. So each of our learning journeys has a, a section 
other than overview and uh, become competent. There's uh, a third section in all of the learning journeys, which is the state current. And for our on-premise portfolio of courses and learning journeys, we update this minimally once a year with every major release of SAPS for HANA. So the last one was the 2020 release back in October, and the next one will be the 2021 release this coming October. And in there, we have per topic area, so financial accounting, management accounting, treasury management, financial closing and consolidation, and all of these separate topics. We have state current material, which will provide you with the delta of what's new. Is this also enough to get recertified in these areas? Yes, it is. Yeah, for sure. You will not have a problem if you've already been certified in financial accounting for the 1909 release, for example, to also pass the 2020 exam by studying the state current material of 2020 and then retaking the 2020 exam. Right now in the on-premise world, we don't have the state current logic of the cloud. So if you don't know, in the SAPS for HANA cloud world, after you get certified, you're kind of obliged to continue to stay current every three months with every new release. So there, you actually keep being certified just by passing the assessment with the state current. Uh, in our on-premise world, because of uh, differences there in that you might be supporting a system on a specific release. So it would be, quote unquote, unfair to ask people to be certified always on the latest release when maybe their job doesn't require it. Uh, unlike with a cloud where you cannot rest on your laurels and say, oh, I got certified two years ago. So now I know everything, you know, changes happen so much and every customer has this new system. So it's definitely not something that you can just let go of. So, yeah, I mean, continuing my previous line of thought, uh, we do have the state current. It will help you upskill to uh, what's needed to pass the certification in the new release. There might not be a 100% match between what we update in our core courses and the state current because the state current is more detailed, basically. You, you'll learn more what's new stuff by going through the state current than rereading our courses. The delta between releases in our courses is smaller usually than the delta offered by the state current. So it's more detailed and it will include the changes made to the core content as well. Okay. Yeah. Th th thanks for the uh, clarification between the uh, cloud and on-prem differences there. I think uh, that would be a big value add to um, those who are uh, in both environments or trying to choose between one or the other. Uh, staying on the topic of, of those more experienced uh, learners in the ecosystem, I've had the experience that we often get uh, consultants who are in the middle of projects that uh, maybe have questions that land outside of the official learning content or outside of the um, SAP learning journey that um, we generally support. Are you generally able to help those folks or is there a recommendation that um, they seek help uh, for project-specific questions um, in, in another area? Um, we do get questions which are more project-specific every once in a while. Some of these are um, fairly simple to answer and, hey, if we know or can help, sure. 
I'll offer an answer or my colleagues will offer an answer. I won't also shy away of saying, hey, this is too specialized, sorry. And this might be for one of two major reasons, right? One is I cannot offer advice that then causes some kind of problem in a system that I don't have the full knowledge of, right? Because a customized system, you might change something and things might fall apart uh, that unknowingly, you know? Uh, so if you don't have the whole system background, it's kind of hard to offer very good advice. And the second reason is that I just don't know. You know, I, I would need to spend a lot of time to investigate something. And without accessing the customer's system, it's it's really difficult sometimes to get to the bottom of, of a problem or to recommend something, right? So I'd say that there are other channels for these kind of questions like the SAP community or raising notes with uh, SAP to get support by the official support channels. Uh, and that's probably the better way to go. But again, I mean, if 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 it's something that is covered by our training materials or in principle covered by our training materials that you're not getting to work in a third-party system and not in our education systems, then we'll, we'll give it a shot and, and hopefully we can help. You know, I, I, we kind of have that as a gray area and up to, to the discretion, both of the uh, learners and the uh, admins there, uh, how much they can help with such questions. Okay, so it doesn't hurt to ask. If you can't answer, you'll just be transparent with that and they can move on to the appropriate community. Yeah, I, w I would say that's a good approach. Um, sometimes you know it's too specific and you can go directly to the other channels if that's the case. But if you're, yeah, uh, on the fence, then sure, go ahead and, and give it a try. Uh, what's the worst thing that can happen? <laughs> Indeed. Um, and in the vein of... Um, off-topic questions, maybe a bit of a fun uh, question. Uh, what's the most unusual or, or craziest thing that you've ever seen posted in, in your learning room? Um, I, I asked because I'm, I'm hosting the welcome room, which is, I guess, a far more public learning room, and it has a much more exposure to the general public. So sometimes we get unusual things happening there, uh, strange comments and that sort of thing. Um, do you get any of that uh, in the in the finance world? I'd say it's pretty filtered for us because we we have uh, you know a specific line of business we support, so the questions are pretty specific usually. And uh, I can't recall something being you know problematic or weird or the, the most common thing that I have to delete would be something like uh, people asking basically the certification questions, repeating the certification questions in the room and saying, hey, which one is correct? It's like, okay, you took the certification, you know the question, try to check in a book by yourself and not post it in the learning room, those get deleted immediately, of course, because, you know, if you share certification questions, and then we reply with the answer, it's, we're giving away the certification. And it's not in the benefit of any party to start doing that, you know, it's uh, easy enough to find answers when you have the question uh, without going to the learning room necessarily, if it's one to one with a certification question. Uh, so that's, generally the the most common uh direct delete type of question but other than that you know uh, there's really no crazy or unusual content in the room maybe unfortunately maybe i should i should 
join the the welcome room a little more and uh, uh, have some fun in there. It sounds it sounds exciting. <laughs> or maybe that's a call to action to your finance community to uh, bring some more entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I hope, maybe they do take it like that. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, Stephanos, we've, we've taken up a lot of your time, and uh, thank you for, for, for all of your knowledge uh, thus far. I think it's, it's time to wrap it up, but uh, I want to turn the mic back to you again for any other final words of wisdom to our learners. Any parting words you want to um, send them off with? Um, sure. I mean, first of all, thanks for the invite. It's good to promote the room and uh, the importance that I feel the room has, and hopefully we gain uh, even more uh, engagement and questions and content from learners. My words of wisdom, I mean, uh, maybe going back to those learners that have uh, are struggling between trying to get a career going and gaining experience and so on, you know, it's kind of cheesy and corny, but in the end, you know, you just have to persevere and, and keep going. If you show that you can get certified and you can understand the topics and uh, use an SAP system to customize business scenarios and all of that, these are extremely valuable uh, in the marketplace. And uh, you will definitely find your place in the end. Just uh, go through the route of trying to find within your network the person that will land you a first recommendation and get you that interview that will land you the job and so on. It's uh, always a matter of luck as well as perseverance. So yeah, don't give up. And uh, definitely we're there to help you on your way, at least on the learning education side of things. All right. There you have it, folks. Don't quit. Persevere. Stephanos will be there to help you. And answer all your weird questions. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Great. All right. That's it, everybody. Thanks again, Stephanos, for your time and expertise. Thanks, David. Thanks for the opportunity. We'll talk soon. Bye. Goodbye. Thanks, everybody, for listening. See you next time. <laughs>